Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah and praise Him for having created us from one soul. And from that soul, He created its mate. And from the two of them, He created multitudes of men and women. And we thank and praise Allah for having sent to us the best of His creation and revealed to us the finest of all of His prophets and messengers and chosen us to be the best ummah that has been created for mankind. We thank Allah for having guided us to Islam. For had He not guided us, none would have guided us other than Him. We thank Allah for every blessing He has given us, those that we recognize and those that we do not recognize. And Allah reminds us in the Qur'an, وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا He has surrounded you in His blessings. Some of them are clear and others are hidden from us. We thank Allah Azza wa Jal for He is worthy of being thanked. And we ask Allah for guidance and for forgiveness. Realize, O Muslims, that Allah has reminded us to be conscious of Him. When He says in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ O you who believe, be conscious of Allah the way that He deserves. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Dear Muslims, one of the ways of being conscious in front of Allah is to avoid sinning. So today's brief khutbah, I will remind myself and you of some of the many dangers and harms of disobeying Allah, of the dangers of committing sins, is that it is through sins that Allah's anger and Allah's wrath is incurred. Look at our father Adam alayhi salam. Because of one sin that he did, he was expelled from Jannah, even though it was Qadr. But the cause of that Qadr was one sin that our father did. Look at Iblis and the eternal curse upon Iblis. What has caused Iblis to be accursed except his disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We do not want Allah's anger. We do not want Allah's curse. Of the problems of committing sins, of the issues that come when we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that sinning demonstrates that we do not respect Allah. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدَرِهِ Those who neglected and rejected Allah did not respect Allah the way that Allah deserved to be respected. When we commit a sin, we are demonstrating that we do not have the maqam in our hearts that Allah deserves. Of the problems of committing sins, is that sins demonstrate we do not have haya or decency. Because if we had haya or decency, we would not disobey Allah. As our Prophet ﷺ said to the companion Bahaz ibn Hakim, he said, even in privacy, Allah has more right that you be embarrassed of Him. Meaning, 
We would not commit sins in front of other people. We would not commit sins in front of our loved ones. We would do them in secret. And then our Prophet said, even in secret, aren't you ashamed of Allah? Don't you have haya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah has more right that you are ashamed of Him than other people. So when we commit sins, we demonstrate, a'udhu billah, that we do not have the haya in our hearts that we should have. Of the problems of committing sins, is that when we commit sins, our hearts become hard, they become rusted. Allah says in the Qur'an, كَلَّا بَلْ رَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Because of what they do, their hearts will become corroded. Their hearts will become rusted. In another verse, Allah talks about the hardness, the qaswa of the heart. ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ when, we did, when they disobeyed Allah, Allah says their hearts became hard. So the ones who disobey Allah, their hearts have become rusted. Their hearts have become hard. And the more we disobey Allah, the harder our hearts become. And we don't want to have hard hearts. Because of the characteristics of the people of Jannah is soft hearts. Of the characteristics of the muttaqin is soft hearts. So when we disobey Allah, we destroy the purity and the softness of our hearts. Of the problems of committing sins, is that when we commit sins, we in fact diminish or even stop Allah's barakah, Allah's blessings from coming down. Just like obeying Allah and worshipping Allah increases barakah, Disobeying Allah takes away barakah, takes away blessings. And what that means literally, and this is in a hadith as well, that sometimes Allah Azza wa Jal takes away some luqma, some, some blessing that was going to come a morsel of food because of the sins that the person has done. Another of the famous scholars said of the past, I sometimes disobey Allah and I see the impact in my income. I see the impact in how my family treats me. Disobeying Allah lifts Allah's barakah. And we need Allah's barakah. And so by obeying Allah, we ensure that Allah's barakah remains, Allah's blessings remain upon us. Of the problems of committing sins, is that when we disobey Allah, we show that we are truly not intelligent. We are acting in a foolish manner, in a manner that is not befitting a person of wisdom and taqwa. And that is why Allah describes the sinner in the Qur'an with a very harsh adjective. He describes the sinner as being jahil. You all know what jahil means. And Allah says, إِنَّمَا التَّوْبَةُ عَلَى اللَّهِ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السُّوءَ بِجَهَالَةً Allah describes the sinner as being jahil. Ibn Abbas, the cousin of the Prophet ﷺ said, كُلُّ مَنْ عَسَى اللَّهَ فَهُوَ جَاهِلْ Every single sinner is a jahil. How so? Can you imagine somebody taking money and burning it? Can you imagine somebody destroying his own house with his own hands? You would say this person is a fool, this person is crazy, this person is not intelligent. So too, 
the one who knowingly disobeys Allah, the one who commits sins knowing that it is a sin, he is acting in a manner that is foolish, in a manner that is jahala. And that is why Ibn Abbas said, everyone who disobeys Allah, while they are disobeying Allah, they are acting foolishly. They're not acting with intelligence. This is not wisdom. So the sinner is not wise. How can a sinner be wise when he knows the pleasure of the sin is one instance and the repercussions might be an eternity? How can he be wise when the pleasures of this world are temporary and the pleasures of the hereafter are permanent? How can the wise person choose the pleasures of this world that are temporary over the pleasures of the next that are permanent? So everybody who disobeys Allah has shown that emotionally they are not intelligent. They're acting in a manner that is unbecoming, undignified, unfoolish. Much can be said, dear brothers and sisters. And one of the great scholars of Islam, Ibn al-Qayyim, he lists over 70 issues that come when we disobey Allah. 70 repercussions for committing sins. In today's khutbah, we did barely 10. I want to conclude with one that we are all facing. And Ibn al-Qayyim and others mentioned this explicitly. They said, individual sins, when they become predominant and prevalent, they affect communities and not just individuals. Individual sins, when they become prevalent, when everybody's doing them, and when they're done publicly, and when they're done without any stopping, when the sin becomes a public sin that everybody's doing, and nobody stops that sin, then the punishment is a communal punishment and not an individual punishment. And there is no question, as I have said so many times, the Quran and Sunnah is very clear that what we are witnessing now is a type of communal punishment for our individual sins. What we are witnessing now is a type of wake-up call for all of us that for too long our hearts have been hard. For too long, too much evil has been going on too publicly without any condemnation from too many people. And when that happens, Allah's adab comes on the community and not just on individuals. It is a communal adab. This does not mean that every one of us is worthy or deserving. We individually might save ourselves from the adab. That's the goal. But it doesn't change the fact that it was collectively our sins that brought about this adab. And so dear Muslims, Think about some of these many repercussions of committing sins and absolve in your own life, resolve in your own life to try to minimize those sins, cut back on sins and live the most righteous and pious life that we can. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless me and you with and through the Qur'an. And may He make us of those who as verses they understand and who implement its halal and haram throughout their lifespan. I ask Allah's forgiveness, you as well ask, for He is the Ghafoor, the Rahman. Alhamdulillah, al-wahid, al-ahad, al-samad, al-ladhi lam yalid, wa lam yulad, wa lam yakullahu kufwan ahad, wa ba'du. Committing sins is in fact a part and parcel of being human. Angels do not commit sins. Our Prophet ﷺ said, every single son or daughter of Adam is a sinner. By nature, we are not perfect. 
If Allah wanted to create us perfect, He would have created us angels. By nature, we are sinful. But that is not a justification of the sin. It is not an open license to do as you please. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, and memorize this hadith, all of the children of Adam are sinful, but the best of sinful people are those who repent to Allah. The goal is not the sin. The goal is the repentance. The license is not to commit sins. The encouragement is to learn from our sins and make up from that mistake and turn back to Allah. Iblis disobeyed Allah. Adam disobeyed Allah. Adam is beloved. Iblis is cursed. Why? Because Adam returned to Allah and asked for forgiveness. And Iblis turned away from Allah and he was damned for all of eternity. It is not the sin that will bring about Allah's curse. It is the arrogance that follows the sin. The sin in and of itself can bring us closer to Allah if we truly repent like our father Adam did. When our father Adam repented to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him back into his rahmah and chose him and blessed him like he blessed no other prophet by making him the father of an entire species. So what can we do when we commit sins? Number one, first and foremost, repentance and istighfar. Know that repentance and istighfar are the primary ways of forgiving sins. And there are plenty of khutbas and lectures about how to repent and the proper way of istighfar. Number two, dear brothers and sisters, realize as well that of the ways that we can be forgiven is by the problems of this world, taking them with sabr and iman. Being patient in the face of adversity, seeing what is happening to us, our families, our society, and having sabr, iman, tawakkul, belief in qadr. Our Prophet ﷺ said, every single pain and suffering and anxiety that a Muslim feels, if he has iman, Allah forgives sins through that. So don't embrace pain or suffering. Don't ask Allah for tests and calamities. But when they come, turn to Allah and expect that in those tests and calamities, your sins will be forgiven. And the final point we'll say, and much can be said, but time is always limited. Of the ways we bring about forgiveness of sins is through our own good deeds and actions of iman and taqwa. Salah, dhikr, charity being good unto other people, showing ihsan to those that are most in need of it. When we are good unto others, Allah will be good unto us. When we forgive others, Allah will forgive us. When we are generous to others, Allah will be generous to us. So of the ways we bring about Allah's maghfirah and Allah's barakah and Allah's generosity is by living a righteous life and showing generosity and forgiveness to others. When we do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show mercy to us. As our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ar-Rahimuna yarhamuhum ar-Rahman irhamu man fil ardi yarhamukum man fil sama. Those that are merciful, the merciful will show mercy to them. So have mercy on those on earth and the one in the heavens will have mercy on you.
اللهم إني داع فأمنوا اللهم لا تدنع في هذا اليوم ذما إلا غفرت ولا هما إلا فرجت ولا دينا إلا قضيت ولا مريضا إلا شفيت ولا عسيرا إلا يسرت اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم من أرادنا أو أراد الإسلام والمسلمين بالسوء فاشغله بنفسه واجعل تدبيره في تدبيره يا قوي يا عزيز عباد الله إن الله تعالى أمركم بأمر بدأ به بنفسه وثنى بملائكة قدسه وثلث بكم أيها المؤمنون من جنه وإنسه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وأنعم على عبدك رسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحب أجمعين عباد الله إن الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتائد القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر وأقم الصلاة يا من أجبت دعاء نوح فانتصر وحملته في فلكك المشحون يا من أحال النار حول خليله روحا وريحانا بقولك كون